What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Brick Squad podcast. This is episode four, and it's a special episode today, a special two-part episode. We are going to start off by running down with new music that has come out uh, today, and then we're going to end the podcast with a special interview from a friend of mine, uh, Starship Emo. Uh, Some of you will know him as Solomon Underwood, so... We will jump into the interview in part two, but I wanted to start off part one by going over new music out now and a little bit of music news to go along with it. So we're going to start out today. Obviously, Travis Scott has returned with two new tracks, Escape Plan and Mafia. Um, These are rumored to be the first two tracks off of his new upcoming project, Utopia. And he's going to have a live show tonight on Apple Music at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is uh, under the under the name Astro World, his performance tonight. But yeah, Travis came back two solid tracks uh, uh, to really get fans excited for his new upcoming album that should be releasing in the next couple months. We have. A new project, the ins- a second installment of the project from Key Glock. We have Yellow Tape 2, and that is a new 20-song album. And whenever Key Glock drops, uh, he pretty much carries the energy throughout an entire project with no features, unless he's obviously doing a feature tape with Young Dolph. And, yeah, I really like the project. I've listened to it now uh, two times through, and... I, I just love the energy that he creates within his music. So if you haven't tapped in with Key Glock yet, you need to. You need to because he's definitely a very, very big up-and-coming artist. Um, we have 2 Chains coming out with an anniversary ed- edition of his project, True Religion. There is two new songs um, added on to that project with his uh, anniversary edition release. Um, we have a new project from Amine called 2.5. This is kind of a second installment of a previous project titled 1.5 this is almost the the second of its line project and it's a it's not too long of a project 12 song project and uh yeah mine is one of those artists that i've always enjoyed uh uh since he since he really came out with caroline back in 2017 i really enjoyed that track and then yeah from there on uh obviously progressing as an artist uh He's changed his style a little bit over the years, but the same, the same uh, product is there within his music, and I've really, I've really enjoyed that over the last couple of years. And we have a debut album from the artist Strict. He is signed to um, Young Thug's label, and we heard him on, uh, on the, the project earlier this year with Young Thug, Gunna, and all of the slime language uh, artists uh it's called strict land 2 it's an 18 song album uh and strict is a very up and coming artist uh, i've i've enjoyed the the features he's had with young thug this year and uh it's been great to see what he's able to do on his own uh on a project as well and we have a single release it released a couple days ago from bobby schmurter called splash um this is it's been kind of disappointing to for uh bobby schmurter since he's come out of prison obviously uh, still in a little bit of legal trouble. He's kind of got to watch what he's what he's doing. But I, I expected him to be doing a little bit more musically since his release because the hype was there once he got out of jail. But obviously, B 
being in jail for six six years, uh, it takes you a while to adapt to the new world. Uh, how how it's changed from the last six years, and it seems like he's been enjoying himself pretty well. But he comes back with a new single, Splash. I'd recommend you go check that out. Um, and there's a new collab single from Summer Walker and SZA titled "No Love." And uh, if you if you're really into R and B, definitely check out Summer Walker and SZA. They're 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 two great artists, and obviously. Uh, some of the biggest R&B artists right out right now. And, uh, yeah, they did not really disappoint on the single No Love. Um, and then for for all the pop fans out there, we got a new song from Silk Sonic, which is Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars, titled Smoking Out the Window. And uh, I've really enjoyed what they've been able to do this year together with the singles that they've they've released. And now they're uh, they're coming out with a project titled An Evening with Silk Sonic. And uh, it's going to be a a short project with some uh, collab songs between the two. And their their chemistry on songs has been really great to see this year. And I've enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed listening to uh, what they've been able to produce together. Um, and then we got a new a new single with The Weeknd and Post Malone titled One Right Now. Uh, I always enjoy uh, uh, hearing Post Malone collab songs. And uh, yeah, him collabing with The Weeknd is a, is a really great collab for both artists and uh yeah that single should do very well and then we got Kendrick Lamar returning on a feature off of Terrace Martin's new song and new project Drones it is a it is a 13 song album that released yesterday and if you're not familiar with who Terrace Marson, Martin is he is uh he has ha- played a role in every Kendrick Lamar album so far so that means section 80 Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, and then obviously Kendrick's last project, Damn. He's uh, had a role to play in every one of those, and now Kendrick is hopping on a feature on one of his own projects. Yeah, and uh, along with that uh, feature from Kendrick Lamar on the song Drones, you also, you also have Snoop Dogg, Ty Dollar Sign, and James Fauntleroy on, on that track as well. Um, and then obviously yesterday... Uh, an interview from Revolt TV dropped of uh, a Kanye West interview. This is really the first that we've heard of Kanye West since the release of his album Donda. We saw him, obviously, with the Sunday service that he had a little while ago. And obviously the picture that's been blowing up on social media is the picture of him with his shaven eyebrows, with... Uh, Justin Bieber and Marilyn Manson. Uh, the internet's kind of been blowing up with that, seeing those three together uh, in the picture. Not too many people, I don't think, expected Marilyn Manson to uh, be in a Sunday service. Uh, but nevertheless, here we are. Uh, and the interview was actually a pretty revealing interview from Kanye, which I don't know when you don't really hear too much uh, revealing stuff from Kanye. Uh, he says that him and Kim... Uh, are not actually divorced, and he has not seen any uh, divorce papers from her and that he would still like to be with her someday. Obviously, uh, we've seen her with uh, with Pete Davidson recently, and uh, yeah, Kanye's been saying that he, uh, he still wants to be with Kim, he still loves Kim, and uh, that obviously he hasn't seen any divorce papers to say that they are divorced. Uh, he also talked Big Sean on the interview saying that one of the worst decisions that he's made with his uh, uh, label, uh, Good Music, is actually signing Big Sean. And we've seen Kanye and Big Sean collab a couple times uh, in the 2010s, obviously with the hit single Mercy 
that came out. Big Sean has a big feature in that. And then also on Big Sean's project, you have Kanye West on the song with Drake uh, titled Blessings. And I, I haven't really heard anything of a rift between Big Sean and Kanye West, but in the interview yesterday with uh, Kanye saying one of the worst mistakes was him signing Big Sean and then obviously uh, Big Sean saying that Kanye's pretty much uh, pretty much always in his feelings and uh, and uh, doesn't know uh, when to basically really stop talking about people. But uh, yeah, uh, Kanye also said that uh, he still supports Trump in the interview. Uh, obviously, from a couple years ago, Donald Trump and Kanye West had a meeting together about the potential of uh, freeing uh, one of Kanye's friends from uh, from prison. And Kanye goes on in the interview to say that he still has his red hat on today, basically saying that, again, that he still supports uh, former President Donald Trump to this day. And one of the biggest... Uh, tidbits I got from the interview was uh, Kanye. We obviously know about Kanye adding all the people to the group chat and going after Drake, basically saying he's been played by people like him his whole life and that he's not going to let uh, let Drake really stop him from being the artist that he is. And uh, yeah, the news that came out from the interview is that Kanye actually asked Drake for his beat from TSU because Kanye says that's his favorite song from the project and I guess he he wants the beat so he can either remix the song or maybe even write a Drake diss on that song I'm not too sure uh and then something I forgot to mention in the last podcast episode uh while he's been away from the NBA right now rehabbing a knee injury Kawhi Leonard's become a producer in the music industry he released the first project under his name titled Culture Jam Volume 1 and it's got some Really big features on it as well. It's got uh, NBA Youngboy and Rod Wave on a song. It's got Lil Uzi on his own song. And then we have a collab song with Polo G and Gunna. Uh, and also a collab song with Young Blue and NLE Choppa. Young Blue obviously had a big 2020. Obviously getting the, the feature from Drake uh, helps any artist. But yeah, he's really uh, he's really carried that momentum over well. And also a feature from Ty Dolla Sign on that album as well. But that's pretty much all the music news and uh, releases that's been going on in the last couple days. And uh, without further ado, let's get into the second part of this podcast episode with the interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Brick Squad podcast. Uh, I got a special podcast today. I got my first interview on the podcast uh, a friend of mine from back home who's been doing music for the last couple of years uh, under the name Starship Emo, uh, a.k.a. Solomon. How you doing, Solomon? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, I've been listening to your music, actually, for last three, four years, and I've been really enjoying it. You got, like, you have, like, the first thing I noticed with your music is you kind of have, like, to me, that, like, Jaden Smith vibe to your music. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, I don't know about that. I get a lot of comparisons to like a lot of like cringe, like 21 pilots, like really emo people. But yeah. I'd like to think maybe Jaden Smith. I like that comparison. Yeah, because he's an artist I listen to a lot and I can hear uh, some of him in your music as well. So uh, 
So to get started today, pretty much, uh, was Starship email always like a like a singular thing just about you? Because I know when you started making music, you were making it with uh, Jacob Miller, right? Yeah, so that's that's actually funny you bring it up. So Starship Emo was originally a group of four people, uh, myself, Jacob Miller, uh, Zach Schaus, who you know, and John Staggs, who you also know. Yeah. Um, and it was literally a joke. Like, it was it was a meme that we made. Like, it was, like, concocted in Matthew Carpenter's, like, tech class. We were just, like, messing around. And then eventually it just became a thing, I guess. Yeah, and you've been you've been at it now. When did when did that start? 2015, 2016, around that time? Yeah, so I would have been like a sophomore in high school. Um, so yeah, like 2015, I would say. Yeah, because I remember I remember back when you were doing it, and I thought it was like kind of crazy that like because nobody really in our area back in Ohio had ever really done anything with music. And I thought it was like I thought it was like really cool at the time because I was like, even though whenever you start out in something, it's always on like a small scale, but when you started, I thought it was crazy because there's so much that goes into making music. And I thought, yeah, that was like a big part. Like we didn't know what we were doing. Like we didn't have anyone around us who knew what we were doing. We were kind of just like feeling things out and making like really like meme like joking music at first. But in that, like we, like Jacob and I specifically learned how to like make music. He learned how to play a bunch of instruments and I learned how to use a computer and that that created the opportunity for like us to make serious stuff and with the music that you've been making recently in the past couple years do you produce all that do you write all that yeah so everything is literally done on the same laptop i'm i'm using to zoom meeting you right now um it's all extremely low profile i've i've been inside a studio one time in my entire life and it was not to record anything so the whole like process is literally just in front of me uh i don't i don't like to think of it as like a production more than just uh me messing around yeah and i I can definitely kind of see that in your music it's just you basically having fun with whatever you're doing and you just playing around and i know from project to project you can definitely tell uh with you playing around with different things and uh yeah that's why that's why i really like about your music to be honest with you but uh what uh what artists really influenced you after you kind of got past like that that meme stage of doing it and then you realize oh I kind of like this well how, how are you really influenced by that yeah so like the whole meme phase was was one thing and that's when I started like figuring out GarageBand and then at at a certain point I realized that I could try to sound like some people I listen to and the first artist that like made me want to make music really bad I listened to a lot of Joji like when he was more well known as Filthy Frank probably uh that was like he was in my ears constantly I listened to a lot of Childish Gambino and like Kanye but Joji was like the main I was really trying to like make that sounding stuff um and ultimately that didn't work out but yeah I I, well what would what would you say would be your best slash most complete project that you released because you have you have a number of projects on SoundCloud you obviously have synth love that's on Apple Music what would you say in your in your mind would be your most complete project to date? Um, I would say just like from something I really tried to do from start to finish, it would probably be um, the Blues and Grays album uh, that I made after I dropped out of college, just because everything before that was kind of just like emotional release. I didn't really have a plan for any of it. 
I really like don't plan any of my music, but that album, I just remember like sitting down and like really like mapping out. Um, it was like right around when like I had a lot of clout built up. So I was trying to like make the most out of that and sell merch and stuff. So I really like, I really actually put effort into mapping that album out before I dropped it um, and sort of just like creating an actual vision for what the music was like gonna sound like. Um, but everything else is literally just like, I have so much crap just like made already because I just see it as like therapy yeah. uh, that I just like ended up throwing stuff together at the end. But that one, that one, I actually, there was like some planning in it. Yeah, that was the, that was the project after the one you released, The Meaning of Nothing, if I'm not wrong, correct? Yes. Because that, out of all your projects, uh, you were talking about emotional release. I can tell that that is very uh, prominent within that project, The Meaning of Nothing. And that's my personal favorite project of yours. The, it's uh, 17 tracks if I'm... It's, uh, it changes constantly because like I'll go back and listen to it and I'll be like, oh my God, this is so, this is so awful and embarrassing. And, but I think originally it was like, it was up there. It was like 18 or 17. So something like that. Um, that was definitely an album where I was just like, really like in some turmoil and that was like when I first realized that music was more it, it wasn't just like it wasn't a hobby for me it wasn't something that I really wanted to build a skill set around but really just like something I can invest my emotions into and sort of use to figure myself out yeah you can really you can really tell that within that project as well the track I like most is the last track actually that's on the on the SoundCloud up to date it's kind of the the, the more boasty track of the album and it's talking about pretty much people's view on you in high school and all that and that's just that showed so much like confidence to make a song like that and that's what I really appreciate most about that track I was actually listening to it the other day in the car and I was like I was like wow like I can definitely see that with your music because me personally knowing you from high school I was like yeah I can definitely see that perception that people yeah. have but like it's crazy and it just takes it just takes a lot of confidence to make a track like that especially like you said when the album is a lot of emotional release and you can tell it with that song as well yeah so I think that you're right that was like my so I like made a bunch of songs for that album basically I was like in my friend's dorm room like every single day um, my freshman year of college just like grinding out either a beat or a verse anything um, and I was just constantly making music in that time period because I wasn't really like going to class I was into a lot of bad things um, I was pretty like disheveled as a person in general. So like music was the one thing that was pretty consistent for me. Um, and I, I felt like I was really taking this like personification of the whole I'm falling apart, like I'm depressed, all of the all of these negative emotions. And I wanted to put one thing on there that was like, okay, but at the end of the day, like I still am who I am. And like, I, I'm gonna be proud of that eventually. So exactly, because because you, you can really tell exactly what you just said there on that last track, like, no matter talking about relationship issues up to that time, or problems with other people in the past, whatever, you can really tell in that project, you were really, or that song, you were really centering it around yourself and kind of keeping the, and, and it was the real track that brought the real energy to the end of the project as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, I have a funny story about that song, actually, because it has to do with someone you know. So the superintendent of our high school that we went to, uh, Christopher Burroughs, yeah. um, he actually showed that song to my dad for the first time uh, because they listened to it when they worked out together. 
So that's that was that always stuck out to me as such a weird, funny thing that happened that like it really weirded me out, actually. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't funny to me at first. Like I was actually like, oh my God, I forgot that real people can hear this in real yeah, life. Exactly. But it, it's kind of cool now to think about and a little bit funny. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, so this year in 2021, you've obviously released two projects on SoundCloud. Uh, obviously one titled How It Feels to Fill and the other one, the 2021 EP. Uh, so were those all created within this year or did you start making those uh, 2020 or even years before? So those two, so the, the 2021 EP was very end of 2020. Um, and then like January of this year, I really made all of those songs. And they were really just songs that I didn't feel like putting on the actual album that I released, uh, How It Feels to Feel, which is actually, I have songs on there that I made in high school. So I just didn't really see a place for them on that album. And I wanted to still put them out because otherwise they're just going to sit in my computer and, and die along with it. Um, and I and I did like some of the sounds that I was sort of messing around with. But um, ultimately, that EP was just a bunch of throwaway songs um, that I didn't feel like wasting. So I'd still put them out. Um, and then the other project I dropped this year, um, How It Feels It Feels, is just like an extremely like cultivated I wanted to stick with a very like similar sound throughout the album and remain consistent um and I really like went back and picked a lot of songs over a span of like five years that ended up on that one so yeah because I definitely tell those are more throwaway tracks since it's listed as an EP and obviously uh releasing the other how it feels to fill is more it feels like more of the complete uh, sam uh, sample size. Uh, so as an artist, what do you think your, your strengths are when it comes to making music? Um, well, I, I have to say, I really don't, I, I don't really know how to make music. Um, so I guess musically, um, I have a, I have a good ear for, for sounds, um, and just sort of like building, um, organized beats, uh, things that like make sense to your ears. I have no understanding of music theory or anything like that. Um, so a strength would have to be just being able to sort of orchestrate things from nothing. Um, I play most of the music that end up in my songs, like just on the keyboard on my laptop. I don't really do a whole lot of sampling. I'm not really good at that. Um, so just sort of, um, making stuff from scratch with no musical knowledge um, is, is one of the strengths. And also the thing that I love most about music is writing. Uh, the writing process is pretty much what got me into music in the first place. Uh, I love poetry. I love writing in general. So that's, that's like where my real bread and butter is, is on that side of things. Yeah. And to allude to your, your, what you call it, the, your lack of knowledge of really how to make music. You can really tell that your music is very organic as well. And that's something that I, I really like, like about it because you can really tell that you're doing it all within yeah. your whole creation process. And then when it comes to the lyrics, uh, I can definitely tell that's also a strength of yours because of so, some of the songs you write about. And it's almost like the way you're making songs is as if you're just brainstorming writing down. And it's just like the thoughts that are coming to your head and you're just trying to find a relate a way to really release those thoughts and yeah i have a very stream of conscious like uh process that doesn't really i'm not really great at like sitting down and like really 
picking something apart and figuring it out. It, it just happens throughout the process. I actually have a habit of going back and listening to an old song that I wrote um, years later and then finally understanding what I was talking about. Um, I've done that a lot, like for a lot of tracks that I've made. I don't really understand what I'm putting out at the time, but eventually I'll, I'll figure out what I was feeling. And that's really like what I get out of it in general. Yeah. Have you really thought about, like you said, going back and listening to older songs? Have you ever thought about possibly remaking any of the songs you, you made back a couple years ago or? Yeah, I think about it a lot. Um, but honestly, it will never happen. I know myself a little too well. That's like, I, I have a, a really bad habit of I'll sit down with my music program in front of me for like 20 minutes and I will either make a song in that time or I'll just like trash whatever I was working on. Like I, I do not have the the mindset to be able to like seriously work on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm lazy or what, but uh, if I don't feel it like right away and I can't make something out of it right away, it just doesn't happen for me. Yeah, gotcha. And uh, a few more questions here before we wrap this up. Uh, really within music and like everything that you've been doing, you've been going pretty much almost five years now really at it. Where do you see yourself in the next five years taking it? Um, I hope at least sometime in the next five years, I learn how to play an actual instrument. That's like something that I probably always wanted to do, but I mean, I think I am a little bit lazy about some things like that. Um, but ultimately, I mean, the whole music thing, uh, I didn't really see it ever as like a career or something that like I wanted to like build, like I said, a skill set around. Um, it's more just, it's like keeping a diary that's yeah. online and public for everyone to listen to. Um, but for me, it's like, it's, it's just really cathartic. And I get a lot out of just having a release somewhere where I can sort of process things outside of like a normal boundaries of well, how we normally process emotions and stuff. Yeah. And I, I can definitely see personally within your music, you potentially even like, like, I know you've never, you said you never really thought about this, but actually taking it to the next level. I, I could definitely see that because you have a lot of writing talent. You're very creative within your music and the way you play around with different things. And I could absolutely see you taking it somewhere eventually. Uh, just obviously a lot of times within different things, it's a lot of luck and a lot of being yeah. in the right place at the right time and making the right connections. But yeah, I can definitely see that the obvious creativity is there and you have a good knowledge of where you kind of are within your music. You know your limits, you know your boundaries, but then at the same time, you're also pushing those boundaries, being creative as well. And uh, final question, uh, what would be your advice to somebody who would want to start making music? Uh, so there's two things, actually. The first piece of advice is if you make, if you start making music as a joke, do not keep that name. Uh, you'll cringe every time someone someone <laughs> says it in front of you for the rest of your life. Um, and then the second piece of advice is just like, don't like try to hide like what you're doing. Um, I think that making music is a really important part of um, just like how humans have existed forever. Uh, music's really important to a lot of people. And if you make music, I mean, that's definitely something that you should be proud of and um, proud to share with other people. I know for a long time, I like struggle with really like putting it out there because it was embarrassing. And a lot of it sucked, but like, that's how it is when you start out. 
So just like, don't be discouraged when it sounds like crap. Like that's, that's how it is. And you should keep doing it. Yeah. Have you ever thought about changing your name potentially? Uh, yeah, I have, but for some reason, I kind of, I, I started thinking about it and I'm like, man, this name really sucks. Like, what is a Starship emo? Like that, that just sounds so sad and, and so terrible. And then I like, and then I'm like, well, I kind of like it. So I yes. don't know. It's, it's a very unique name actually and like yeah like pe- pe- i know that it's the only thing that comes up when you search it on spotify and apple music so I'll, that's also a reason i still keep it like you can't you can't get it wrong i guess so yeah absolutely but yeah appreciate you doing the interview today and uh i i could definitely see you really taking this music thing somewhere you just gotta stick with it uh don't like you said really don't be discouraged with starting out because everybody has to start somewhere and the progression you've showed over the five years of doing it has actually been pretty incredible to see. So yeah, just keep with it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you can do in the future. Is there any uh, new music on the way here soon or what do you got planned? Uh, no, I don't, I don't plan like that, but I will say if you're going to let me plug myself, uh, if you go on soundcloud.com and you type in starship emo, you're going to see everything that I posted within the last, however many days it's been. Uh, and you can check out anything new there and also all the old stuff. Um, and I also have one album on Apple Music and Spotify, but uh, that's it. Absolutely, yeah. Sounds good. I, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Take care, everybody.